Hello, Fresno Christian. This is Matthew Dequino on behalf of the Feather Online with my sidekick and editor, Chloe McDonald. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Fresno Christian EOCast. We're here live in Studio 621 with our first ever guest, our beloved science teacher, Mr. Jacob Cantu. Yeah, Cantu? Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited uh, to be a part of the first ever, uh, what is it, the Feathercast? Eaglecast. Eaglecast, yes. which I love. Yeah. Um, very honored to be the first guest. Um, Happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Getting to hang out with you guys and talking about whatever it is that you have questions for. Mm -hmm. You students may know him as the calm, cool, and collected science teacher, but today we will be hoping to take a deep dive into the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Cantu. Thank you for the introduction, man. I really appreciate it. It makes me feel so um, honored. Yeah. Yes. So, Mr. Cantu, a lot of the students know where you went to high school, where you grew yeah. up. You went to McFarland. You grew up in that city, mm -hmm. down there, down south. Wait, could you tell us a bit about what that was like? Like, what yeah, was it like? Yeah, for sure. So originally, I grew up in a very small town, uh, Delano. Or at least that was Delano. kind of our first house, um, which is about five to ten minutes away from McFarland. But uh, most of my life was spent in McFarland all the way up until I was, uh, I think, 19 when I moved out. But my entire life mm -hmm. kind of centered around McFarland. Um, I lived um, in kind of different places around McFarland. Uh, kind of when I was young, and I would say in my elementary school days, we lived on what one would call the wrong side of town or on the other side of the train tracks. Mm. Uh, we lived with our grandparents for uh, a few years and it was modest living, but you know, the Lord was with us. He yes. protected us, good. took care of us. Um, and during that time, uh, my father was kind of finishing up his education of becoming a principal. Mm -hmm. And once he kind of finished that, we moved over to the other side of town. Which was the better uh, town, or well, worse, or... Uh, if you would call it the probably more industrialized part industrialized. of town, right? Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, we moved into our new home there in the year 2007. I was in fifth grade. 2007. Uh, we were literally right across the street from our elementary school. Hmm. So if we wanted to, we could have walked to school that's, back then. That's nice. So yeah, um, and then I was there up until uh, 19 when I moved out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you told students that you are related to somebody in the McFarland USA movie? Yes, correct? multiple people. Multiple people? Yes. So that would be your... For sure. Um, so my mom is the oldest sibling of four. She has three younger brothers, and her oldest youngest brother, so the oldest brother, okay. uh, is one of the runners portrayed in the film, the movie. Johnny huh. Samaniego, right? Uh, he's the football player. Um, if you... Yeah. Uh, watch the movie again. Yeah, he's the football. That's my uncle. That's your uncle. So like, I see him that's at Christmas every year. Yeah. Like, he just comes over to our house. Is that like a big thing? Like, oh, you're the guy from the movie. Like, do you get? Yeah, like, no, uh, it is pretty funny. Whenever we go out to like restaurants and stuff, like in Bakersfield or kind of the local areas, if he gets recognized, sometimes we like to tease him. Like, all right, everyone, back up, uh, get your autograph now before we start charging. That's uh, cool. Just to kind of tease with him. But yeah, he's just our uncle, and it's pretty cool to think of him as like. I'm almost a popular kind of figure in the city, which is yeah. pretty cool to think of. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then the Diaz's uh, also, um, we consider them to be kind of family friends or family mm -hmm. relatives. Uh, the three brothers in the movie, um, you will kind of see them throughout if you've watched the movie as well. Uh, we all went to the same church in McFarland. Wow. And so um, uh, kind of going to church has always been a part of my life since the day I was born. And um, yeah, we all kind of grew up together. I grew up with all of their kids, my cousins, and... Yeah, the movie was filmed uh, the year I graduated high school there. Oh, wow. So um, we got to kind of look at some of the behind-the-scenes uh, filming stuff when they actually came and filmed on our campus. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So what was the campus like? Was like there's like a, was it big school, small school? 
Are you popular? Yeah, for sure. Do you no, get, yeah, yeah. get a little in? Were you popular with the ladies, Mr. Cantu? I would say that I would, wouldn't have struggled <laughs> no. in that department. You wouldn't have struggled. Uh, it wasn't anything that I really struggled with. But um, <laughs> the, just to kind of give you the demographic or the breakdown, yeah. uh, McFarland is, I think, last time I checked, over 90% Hispanic. Okay. Um, I think our graduating class, my graduating class, was around, I wouldn't say no more than, I would say 100 maybe. Uh, no more than around 100, 120, I think, is what we graduated with. And uh, was I popular? That's an interesting question. Maybe I shouldn't have asked um, the ladies, but just popular in general. Like, popular in general? Because were you, like, yeah. known as the movie guy? Like, were, like, you're related to the guy from the movie. Was that it? Or No, because like, at the time, everyone oh, kind of just knew them. Yes. Like, they weren't famous to, like, the locals. Oh. It was everyone else who was outside. But, I mean, to answer the question, was I famous? Or not was I famous, but was I popular? Um, I played football, right? Football. Um, I played yep. baseball. Ooh. And we won the championship my senior year. That's what's up. And then, uh, I mean, I also was the prom king. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I'll let you, des you decide. I will, I we'll let the students not. decide. I yeah. Think, okay. I, think I was the prom yourself. king. Fun story. I won prom king uh, um, kind of award with my ex-girlfriend at the time. Yes. Uh, and then didn't you had to take pictures with her. Yes, I did. That was yes. very awkward. I remember that story. And, uh, A lot of students my wife, remember that. My then-girlfriend at the time was my date. So, Wait, so um, you... I went with my wife, right? My girlfriend. But you were time. king and queen with your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, my ex-girlfriend. Wow. That's a little... That's awkward. Talk, about, talk about tension. Very awkward. Talk about tension. Yeah. Um, I think it was a setup, but I'll take it. I still have the crown and everything. It was a setup. at the top of my closet. Uh, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So, like, after high school, you moved out at 19, like you said. <laughs> mm -hmm. You came to Fresno or you came to somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, that's a good question. You came to Fresno. So, um... When I graduated from high school, I went to Bakersfield College, and I was studying biology there as well. So all things, right, classes that I took, at least initially at Bakersfield College, were classes like English, math, um, the usual. biology, right, kind of more science geared as well, okay. kind of sticking around the STEM majors. Uh, chemistry was pretty brutal back then. Uh, chemistry was so brutal. Still brutal now. Uh, still brutal now. According to the many brutal. students that say that. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah. remember we would have... Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays would be our lecture, and lecture would start at 8 o'clock, and it would end at 11. Mm -hmm. Brutal. No, 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 in the morning, or like 10, 10 in the morning, sometime in between 10 and 11. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we had lab from 7.50 all the way till 12. So like every week for an entire semester, like... My brain was just drowning in chemistry. chemistry yep. Yeah. Um, to you. you learn to love it after you struggle with it so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, I spent two years at community college, uh, which was there at Bakersfield College, Bakersfield. my uh, JC that I started at, community college. And then I transferred over to Fresno Pacific. Fresno Pacific. And that's why I ended up here in Fresno. Yes. And was, what was that like? Yeah, Fresno Pacific was very interesting. Interesting. Uh, also a very big life-changing moment for That's me good. as well. Which was? So uh, I got married in between the transition. Between Bakersfield and Fresno Pacific? Yeah, between Bakersfield wow. and Fresno Pacific. That's, that's uh, So I was, I think it was something like 17 days old when I got married. Uh, no, 17 days 20 when I got married. So I just turned 20 oh, uh, wow. when I was married. And we both uh, kind of, as you would say, right? lived or shacked up together, and uh, we both went to school together too, which was kind of fun, but my wife went to Fresno State, um, and then I went to Fresno Pacific, and we were both finishing up our degrees um, as a lovely married couple. Very, yeah. that's very cool. Very challenging. I don't recommend Don't it. recommend doing that? Not for the faintest of heart, and but why if you have that? strong will and strong determination, um, you'll get through it, but get through it. a lot of challenges. Like, it's one thing to be a college student. And then you're right? married. And it's another thing to be a husband. Yeah. Um, like all the stuff so you got to juggle school, work, family, school, stuff work, like family that? Family work. 
Well, right. oh. but it was worth it. I would go back and I'd do it all over again. Cool. So, quick question. Yeah. In high school, since you played all these sports in college, did you play any sports? Or no. Any no. Really? So, and here's the reason why. Um, when you take biology in college, uh, you can ask um, my AP bio students as well. Like, there's general biology, like what everyone takes as a freshman. And it's a very fun class. I think most students would agree that a class that you would enjoy. Yes. But like once you get into college-level sciences, that enjoyment factor decreases drastically, and the work factor Goes increases yeah. like just as drastically as well. And um, I remember walking into one of my biology classes, and our professor told us, I think I've only had two football students. And they wow. both dropped. Oh, so he said like it's a full-time commitment to be a science student. Yeah. And it definitely was yeah. a full-time commitment. I had no time other than working and studying. That was pretty much my entire existence throughout all of college. Yeah, so work and study. What was your first job then? Yeah, yeah the good question. So my first official job, I was a lifeguard uh, when I was in high school. It was my summer job. I highly recommend that as a lovely... A lot of students do. Yeah, it's a, it's a great high school summer job. Yeah. Um, you learn um, how to be physically able to right, save people, which mm -hmm. is a great skill. And then also you learn how to manage money, especially Great. right before you enter into adulthood, yes. right? Um, and it's a fun job, too, hanging out with your friends. You're always in the swimming pool, yeah. um, always in the gym. That was another fun perk of the job, right? And hanging out with our buddies. Um, so, yeah, that was a blast. And then after that, I, uh, when I was at Bakersfield College, um, I applied and got a job at uh, GNC, selling uh, nutritional supplements um, for student-athletes or people who would always go to the gym. So I was kind of learning biology right at school. And then taking that information and trying to make a quick buck, trying to make earn some commission, selling supplements to whoever needed them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you still like exercise daily? Some students know you take up running. Yeah, for like, sure. So is that like a health thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good question. So uh, after kind of like high school, I was very active in high school. I loved playing sports. Loved being active. And then like after high school, like if you're not like a college athlete, then you realize what do you have to be like athletic for? What do you have yeah. to like, you kind of lose out on the motivation to be, um, at least I did, I would say, to be, like, somewhat physical or somewhat able. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, you're kind of juggling a bunch of other things, right? Like, yeah. being a husband, like being a student. And when you're a student, you spend most of your days sitting down, listening to professors speak mm -hmm. or writing papers in the library. And well, you kind of adopt a very um, desolate lifestyle, not a lot of movement. But um, over time, right, I kind of found ways to... Uh, keep myself active and kind of keep myself healthy and I've noticed a lot of great benefits um, from the results that kind of uh, have transpired from that. Now I recently picked up running and number one it's like a lot easier than weightlifting. It is. Believe it or not. And also you can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere can and I think anywhere. that's what really kind of captured my heart for running. Um, number one like my family's famous for it so I figured yeah. like what excuse do I have? Yeah. Uh, number two like you don't have any excuses. You, you have just no gotta excuse. put on your shoes. And then go around. Go around. Yeah, and it's a, you can push yourself as hard as you want. You can kind of, you know, take it as, as easy as you want. And um, as long as you find a pretty good, consistent routine, um, yeah, it definitely pays off. For mm -hmm. sure. So, like, uh, would you say that it's like a discipline factor? Like, you wake oh, up every morning and, like, you just do it. You're just like, I got to okay. do this. If I was to say every morning, if I was to say that I wake up every morning and run, I would be a liar. Mm -hmm. But definitely, most mornings I try to get up around 5, if I'm being honest, 5.15. Mm -hmm. I can go get started on a three-mile run. I don't 
Extremely. push it too crazy. So it takes me about 30 minutes, so 10-minute mile three wow. times, right? Okay. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to keep myself healthy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll do some push-ups, some sit-ups. Push-ups, um, sit-ups, usually. Yeah, then I'll usually swim for a couple mm-hmm. minutes as well. Yeah, just keeping myself as active and as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. So you exercise. Yeah. Is there a, like, you know, like a lot of people like struggle with that. Like they're like, I got to exercise. But what do you think of the diet? Like, are you watching your diet or watching what you yeah, eat? Yeah, that's a good question. A uh, very good question. So um, based off like my education and the way that I kind of think of diet, nutrition and exercise, it all kind of plays into each other, right? You can't yeah. have one without the other. Mm-hmm. And the good news is um, I have a very big appetite. Like you, it's almost gross if you watch <laughs> how much food I can put away. But like when you run three miles and you work out and you swim, you're burning lots of calories. You are. That's so correct. you could afford to right, kind of offset the calorie deficiency that you're in if you're eating all this food, right? And it gives you mm-hmm. a good amount of energy. But like if you want to cut back and you know, want to see some of the numbers drop on the scale, you kind of dial back on, of course, the amount of food that you're putting into your body. And nutrition is a pretty complicated topic. And yes. I could sit here and bore you to death with a bunch of big words and philosophies. But uh, just being, I like to say, being mindful, being aware, being conscious of the choices that you make. Yes. And one thing that I always tell my students when we kind of talk about nutrition as well as, um, like with all things in life, I think you guys would agree, a moderation. Moderation. I think it's key. It's key, yeah. Yeah. So um, running is something you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Like, what about like? So a lot of students know you run the chess club. Yeah. Is there a reason behind that? Like, so, like, is there a personal story? Yeah, good question. Um, so the chess club started, uh, I think it was about three years ago, or I think, kind of the transition between my first and second year here at Fresno Christian. Uh, one of my former students, Micah Sue, and I um, have kind of had a side conversation about just chess in general, and we kind of played each other, and we both kind of grew an affinity for it. And we loved kind of hanging out and messing around on the chessboard, and we kind of pulled into or pulled in a little community of other chess players, and it became uh, kind of like an escape, but also not just a, I would say, uh, an escape where you're kind of thinking mindlessly, but no, it was more of a challenging mental escape where you're using critical thinking skills and you're thinking of strategy and thinking of right competition and being able to. Um, like one way to think of it is do a trick move on your opponent to catch him off guard, right? Catch him slipping. Um, and uh, what we loved about it was uh, it was a form of competition, yes, uh, not a physical form of competition, but purely a mental form mm. of competition. Right? Yes. And that's what was kind of really enticing and really enjoying. Uh, when I sit across you from the chessboard, one of us is going to win and one of us is going to lose, <laughs> right? And, well, it's up to the mind. Up to the mind. That's... Uh, something that I love to indulge in and learn about, right? Power of the mind, yeah, for sure. We did hear about your chess fanatics from quite a few students. Yeah, what'd you hear? Well, um, a certain junior mentioned that he would really like a rematch with you. Um, Ian Palsgaard? Ian Palsgaard, that would be an easy (laughs) one. Easy (laughs) win. Yeah, I don't know. Does Ian even play? You heard of your first folks. (laughs) Watch him beat me. I don't know. Watch him beat me. Ian would rarely ever stop. I don't remember ever seeing him in the chess club at all. Um, But I'm just kidding. I love you, Ian, if you hear this. Yes. Uh, I love uh, having Ian. Yeah, I'd love to play Ian in chess. Why not embarrass him? Why not embarrass him? Yeah, that'd be a good one. You're going to take it. Yeah, cool. Has chess club started back up this year? No, not yet. We're kind of in an awkward kind of transition stage. We're going to kind of buckle things in. Um, I feel like we all kind of need a little bit of a break. It can be kind of challenging at times to um, kind of adjust to like new school year, right, new grade levels. 
um, new people, new faces. Mm -hmm. uh, people are leave or people have left, right? The graduated students have gone, new students come in, yeah. and then it's kind of the transition that we're in. But we're planning to hopefully get it started here rather sooner than later, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you talk about like new students, new year. Yeah. And what do you think of the like what not what do you think, but what stands out to you? About the students here, like what, like what qualities do we have? Like this out? year, or just my experience here? Um, either or. Would you like to do this year, or what do you want? Yeah, to I'll kind of just give you. Yeah, both. Bill. Um, so each year that I've been here, I've kind of become more seasoned. You kind of learn how to mm -hmm. be a teacher a little bit better each year, and um, really, uh, my philosophy is uh, you have to engage with the students. Yes. Because if you're not engaging the students, well, I believe that you're just throwing words outside in the classroom for no one to hear. Many students right. have said many good things about you. They said that you're friendly. You know, like, a lot of students really like your voice. So you got a good way of talking. You say what you say. You're, you're chill. You know, you're down to earth. And you don't, like, you don't, you don't hesitate to make other students feel welcome. You know, like, you're not showing your intelligence. You're not like, I'm smarter than all you students. You're like, you know what, this yeah, is a class. Yeah, okay, interesting, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, this is a class. I'm not here to tell you how stupid you are. I'll make you smarter. That's like, a lot of students have said that you're really good at, at being a genuine guy who, like, shows well, that he cares. You, yeah, this is kind of a story behind that, uh, if you don't mind me sharing. Um, I would say um, I struggled a lot, and I'm, I don't mind being open about it. I struggled a lot learning complex scientific mm -hmm. uh, topics, right? And um, when you go to college and you take all these hard STEM classes, um, you suffer a lot of anxiety attacks, I will say. Yes. Um, and you kind of learn how to push through them and get through them. But one thing that I remember was uh, when I graduated finally college and became a teacher, I remember thinking, man, if, if I could be the teacher that I wish I had, that was kind of the mindset that I went into yes. when I came here at Fresno Christian. And that really does speak a lot to the students as well. If you were to put me in any other school, I don't know if I would have had mm -hmm. the same success. Uh, one thing that I love about the students here is that they're all very respectful, and I truly mean that yes. from the bottom of my heart. And there is a difference here, and as much as we want to at least admit that it is, we're a Christian school, right, whatever we think that means, um, I think that there is a bit of a expectation that we all have, mm -hmm. um, united in Christ is something that I take um, to heart as well. And I know some of the students do um, as well, and we can kind of, you know, dig a little deeper into that if we want to but um yeah no i love the fact that i don't have to be um shy about my faith or yes. hide my faith i feel very comfortable here about my faith and um i feel that uh, amongst the students as well and the students have given me an opportunity or um an area to be um, open about my faith and that's something mm -hmm. i really do appreciate and uh, i think stands out from students um, especially here as a christian i remember kind of just toying with him like a, i guess a cat would play with his food uh, that was like me and Caleb Tuck. And then out of nowhere, Caleb Tuck beat me, and I took it all personal. And now I need a more time I plan. I got to beat him personal, yeah. That's, yep. that's uh, really for sure. funny, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you talked to me yesterday about doing a three or two truths and one... Yeah, for sure. Two lies and one truth, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Two truths and a so lie. So do you have that right. prepared? Right, two truths and a lie. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Would you have that you guys prepared? Here? Yes. Let's hear it. So you Absolutely. guys are going to answer it, right? Which one's the We're going to give our best guess. And okay. we'll let the students... Yeah, we'll We'll talk about it. Everybody? So... Number one, um, Mr. Can I'll talk about myself in the third person. Mr. Cantu was on the film, or was in the film, McFarland USA, and was a cameo. Okay. Number one, right? Mm -hmm. Made a cameo in the movie. Number two, Mr. Cantu, in his freshman year, um, played against Josh Allen, the NFL quarterback, and he sacked him. Oh, shoot. Right, number two. Yep. And then 
number three, uh, Mr. Cantu met Kevin Costner at the McFarland movie premiere. Okay. Yeah, two truths and a lie. We will let the students of Fresno Christian decide yeah, your yeah. fate. Yeah, that's how we'll end it for sure. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next podcast. Yay!